0: Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this yeah, is yeah. Out of Bounds with Joe Franklin and Wes Moore on 103.7 The Buzz. Drives around Washington in the corner. They work it away now a Mark. Blocker in the corner. Baseline drive. Cut off. Layton's got to get rid of the ball. Mark comes to him in the corner. Catch and shoot. Three-pointer good. Blocker was in trouble. Mark bailed him out. Ramon with a three. Hogs by five. Battle on the wing. Caleb to the rim. Block from behind. Mitchell goes there to clean it up with a left hand. And he drew the foul. How about that? Mitchell got it to go. When it looked like AM was going to get possession, he drew the foul as well. Arkansas is back up by six, and Makai's going to the line. AM's going to pressure full court. Layden drops it into battle. They trap back to Mark across the timeline. Mark drives around. Garcia gets to the rim. Layup good. Mark end-to-end. End. They never stop the ball, and the Razorbacks are up by eight. Hogs will defend without fouling here. Obaski into the front court. Kessner around the screen. In the corner. Deep three. No good. Two seconds. Radford with a rebound. Outlet to Obaski. The horn sounds and the ball game's over. The Razorbacks have come to College Station and beaten the Aggies. Arkansas sweeps the
2: season series from Texas A&M for the night in Reed Arena. Look, this has not been easy. Uh, When you look at the injuries we've had, Graham was out the entire Bahamas he's been out of late, you know, Brazil has been out of late, you know, Minifield was a factor in the last game against Texas A&M, that that group that was out there tonight, you know, played with great toughness, great enthusiasm, I mean, I think you could, could see the joy, uh, Davenport was playing with great fun um, and a great competitive spirit, so really proud of our team tonight, and, and quite frankly, sometimes you lose a game and and you can still be proud of a team, and, and that's what that's what happened on this two-game road segment.
3: Well, the Razorbacks get it done down in College Station. Glad you're with us, Westmore, Joe Franklin. It is out of bounds, and it is nice to come in here and talk about a, a win, Joe. And you know what? They deserved a win. They, they played really well, and that's the first time that I can say that in a while
4: they played well against a good team. Coach Musk mentioned the injuries there. The injuries were not a factor, or maybe they were a factor, in the in the fact that Arkansas looked more like a complete team and and they played with a sense of togetherness because they were missing certain players. I saw that on Twitter last night. Someone pointed out
3: maybe with the short bench, he's forced to play these guys and forced to play some of the guys even though they make a mistake here or there. There's just not any other options. And so it's like uh, all of a sudden you have to just live with some of the mistakes and give them a little uh, leeway, and they're playing better like that. And I think part of it, though, is when you're on a team and all of a sudden you start losing these pieces, it just brings everybody together, and you know, look, i got to play a little harder. i got to play a little better because this guy is out, and this guy is out, and that guy is out. And so that's what I think that you're seeing out of That And they're just starting to play better. I mean, defensively, if you watch, they got after a and M. I I know the final score says that A&M scored 71 points. A lot of that was at the end of the game, the last four minutes. Uh, Arkansas is just – A&M's fouling, and Arkansas is trying to stay out of the way and protect their lead. A&M got a lot of cheap baskets there at the end of the game. Arkansas's defense was outstanding. When you consider that A&M's two best players that we focused on yesterday – uh, with Radford, you know, Radford struggled the first time they played against Arkansas. It and was then, the defense. And Taylor. I mean, that's their two guys. Wade Taylor and Boots Radford, they combined to go 8 of 28 from the field and scored 23 points combined off of 28 shots. That's that's very good defense.
4: Wade Taylor, he scored 30 less in this game because he scored 41 first time around. Now you're talking about 11. And then when you look at Arkansas's rotation, they played eight players. Seven of those eight played 20 minutes and up, around 20 minutes and up. Devo was the eighth Mm -hmm. player. He only played six minutes, 40 seconds. Yeah, he got in foul trouble in the first half. Two quick
3: fouls. Sat the entire first half. Started the second half and picked up a foul like that. Put him on the bench to protect him. And then all of a sudden they played so well with the guys that were out there, he lost his minutes. I mean, it was simple to explain. You you know, you, you think, well, you got Devo on the bench. Put him in for his defense. Well, the guys that were out there were playing really well and building a lead. So you don't mess with that. And you just let Devo sit over there, but I saw him. He was one of the first guys off the bench after the game. Uh, he was celebrating. Went up to Mackay and gave him a big, you know, high five, and you know he was happy. The, the, the team was happy, and they deserved it after last night.
4: You're going to have games like that where the flow of the game dictates who plays, and that's basically what happened against A and M. But you mentioned Mackay. Mackay coming through big in the last couple of games, and he seems to be really hitting his stride right now. Huge game last night and
3: back-to-back career high in points. He's rebounding. Here's Coach Muss on Mitchell.
2: And he's playing as well as any center in the SEC. He's been extremely focused. Uh, there's been no distractions with his, with his uh, minutes out there. We're, we're really relying on him. He's coming off the bench tonight. He played 33 minutes off the bench. Basically, both halves sat for about three minutes and then went the duration the last 17 minutes of both halves we did not sub much at all down the stretch i thought that group did a great job uh played focused uh didn't play tired huddles were awesome guys talking about how to win halftime the guys were super super engaged on on some player evaluation stuff that we needed to improve on and so really proud of of how kai and, and that whole group was that, that was out there tonight
3: mitchell finished with 22 points 13 rebounds four blocks um and i think he's one of the guys that i was just talking about all of a sudden you don't have anybody else to put in so he's getting extended minutes and he doesn't have to worry about anything he just goes out and plays ball before you know makes a mistake Trem brazil's in or he makes a mistake and you put graham in and it's a rotation and you look up and you only got 12 minutes well, now he's getting at least that and a half, if not more, and he's rewarding them with the best basketball he's played as a Razorback.
4: What's going on with Jalen Graham? A shoulder okay.
3: looked like some kind of AC joint. It just it was one of those awkward things in the last game that um, you could tell it,
4: it, he was in a lot of pain. Early in the game last night with Tremont Mark, mm-hmm. he was having shoulder injuries, and it looked like you know looked a little bleak at the time because he he went in and. But he was able to get back onto the court, and they really needed him. Yeah, he ended up playing 35 minutes, almost 36
3: minutes. So that that one brief moment when he went out and went to the locker room, and the way he was dragging that arm, and then they showed a quick little cutaway of him in the uh, you know in the uh, back there where you go in the locker room, and it looked like he was in severe pain. For and then he goes around the corner, and so you couldn't see. I don't know. You know, I hate to speculate, but in my mind, I'm thinking, did it pop out a joint? You know, does he have like a loose shoulder that, you know, where the ball and the socket goes in and pops out, and he's got to go back in there and let them pop it back into place? I don't know what it was. Whatever it it took, they got him back on the court. It looked painful, and he was in a lot of pain, and they got him back out there, and then he played awesome. I mean, first half, he, he struggled. I think he had four points in the first half and ended up with twenty six, something like that. So leading score, yeah, leading score. But twenty something points came in the second half, and he he took over and had some of the, be- the really the biggest play. I know we have it in here. To me, the biggest play, A and M had just cut um, the lead down to three, and it was getting late in the game. You're getting a little. I was getting nervous, and he p- comes up, hits the three, gets fouled on the
4: three and all of a sudden it's a seven-point game. Thought about Coach Z yesterday, from from yesterday, what he had to say about uh, A&M still hasn't realized that Tremont Mark likes to go left, that he's left-handed, he likes to get to the left-hand side. Well, he did quite a bit of that last night, so Coach Z was right on with it, but the shot he hit the three-pointer, that actually was from the right side. Let me see if this is it.
0: Mark dribbles right side, now guarded by Coleman on the switch. Shot clock at 10. Mark, elbow, elevates. Jumper, good. Mark over Coleman. Nine for Tremont. It's a six-point Razorback lead. Hogs by six, trying to protect the lead. Mark dribbles to that elbow got the shot to go off the window and he's fouled as well that's Mark's spot generally he doesn't bank it in he did that time the foul called on the Aggies Arkansas has got an eight-point lead and a free throw is coming at the
3: 934 mark that wasn't it either but I finally found it Damon marked at POG play of the
0: game that it was the play of the 13 game to shoot Mark Gonna try to take Washington. Steps back. Three pointer. Good and one. How about that? Mark hit the three. Washington fouled him. Four point play.
3: That was it. That was that was huge to you could just feel A&M coming back. The crowd got into it. They, got, they had a couple of and ones. Then they missed a free throw, got the rebound, took a three to tie the game and missed it. And then Arkansas comes down and Mark hits that in their face and gets the foul. at three-point lead goes down, uh, goes, builds back up to seven points. And Mark last night, 26 points, six rebounds, five assists, and he also had a steal think about that 26 points and five assists so he's responsible for at least 36 points for arkansas he he was he was down the stretch they went back to their old kind of offense and they just give the ball to him at the top of the key and let him go to work and do some iso and he delivered time after time after time they'd gotten away from that because the offense had gotten stagnant by people just standing around and watching mark uh they ran their offense ran a
4: lot of pick and rolls got the ball to to mitchell inside But when it came to crunch time, you know who the guy is. This is something they were able to refer back to that first game against A&M because that is how they were playing at the time. And that even kind of turned everybody's attention to Tremont Mark at that time to say, okay, he's emerged as the guy. This is the guy that needs to be controlling the flow of the game. And this is the guy who needs the ball in his hands when you need a basket. And that that was what worked against A&M, so... That's why you go back to it. Until they stop it, that's what you keep doing. I thought Layden Blocker played huge last
3: night, too. He hit his first three of the season. That thing was a moon ball, too. It was a high-arcing three. I've seen him shoot a couple of threes, and um, of course he missed them. But that one, when it left his hand, I was like, well, that one's a little different looking. And then nothing but net. But Layden played just fantastic. Uh, he had only had five points, but... Three rebounds, two offensive rebounds, the hustle rebounds. He uh, had a couple of assists, a couple of steals, had a block. I mean, the guy, just every time he gets a chance, he rewards them with quality minutes. And I, and I just hope this leads to more and more minutes uh, for Layden Blocker, because I think he's deserving of these minutes.
4: Well, he's another one of those guys that uh, Keon Menefield, by him missing in the lineup, that was... It got laden on the floor and kept him on the floor because of that because you couldn't really, you know, go go with somebody else. They have a couple of options there that they could go with for point guard duties, but he's a guy that you know he's looking to get everybody else involved. Well, and then with Devo and foul trouble. So in no-minute field, Devo and foul trouble, it, it forces Muss's hand,
3: and he's got to give blockers some minutes. And then when he plays well in those minutes, that forces his
4: hand to keep him in there and keep playing him. And it's not just about offense. You know, uh, some there are players that sacrifice the scoring to do different things on the court, and Layden Blocker is definitely one of those where his first thought is to get others involved and get them easy baskets, easy opportunities.
3: No, and you mentioned the defense. He was part of that the group that was on uh, Radford and... and um... Taylor. Taylor. uh, Wade Taylor, the fourth. I mean, he was D'ing them up and he was chasing them around. Layden was. Without Devo in there, I would say Layden's their next best defender. I I think when it comes just to as pure as a guard, keeping your man in front of you and and preventing him from driving into the lane, uh, if I can't have Devo on somebody, I want blocker on him. Battle gives you effort. Uh, L. Ellis gives you effort. L.'s. L's gotten so much better at defense. It's, it's incredible. If you'll watch him the next game, L. Ellis is doing a really good job on the point guard, keeping them out of the lane, and uh, Caleb Battle is doing the same thing. I, I saw Battle get down in a defensive stance last night and slide his feet, and I'm, look, I'm like, look at that. He cut him off. That's, that's perfect defense. Now, he's not there yet, but the improvement those two have shown and and it's like you want to get on the court you're going to have to play defense and I think they've finally learned that and it's it's paying off their
4: defense is, you know at least the last couple of games have been a lot a lot better well they, they know they can't just allow the the other team to score and the fact that they can get some easy baskets and good opportunities when they get those turnovers on the offensive end we know that that's what they bring to the table more so but when you put in some effort on defense, it's going to lead to you being able to score on the offensive end. Now, it helps that A&M's a bad
3: three-point shooting team, and Arkansas knew that. And if you watched them play defense last night, the help was there because they would come off of that defender. They weren't worried about the defender hitting the three. A&M last night from the three-point line was 6 of 20. Not very good, but that's typical of Texas A&M. They're not a good three-point shooting team. They shot 30% from the field last night, and if you go back, and you think back to that ten- Tennessee game with Arkansas when they got blown out by Tennessee, Tennessee was doing the same thing. They're, they're, they're keeping Arkansas, preventing them from driving in the lane, and when they would get by their man, the help defender was there because they had no respect for Arkansas to hit the three. First half, Arkansas hit the three against Tennessee, and it was a close ball game. Second half, Tennessee did the same thing, but Arkansas missed the threes, and it quickly got out of hand. Last night, Arkansas kind of used that same philosophy, kept A&M from driving in, penetrating, getting inside the lane, and said, if you want to take the three, we're fine with that. And A&M didn't make those threes, and Arkansas took advantage of it. So now the challenge will be, when you you get up on a good three-point shooting team, Missouri. Missouri's a good three-point shooting team. They don't do a whole lot of other things well, but they can shoot the three. They'll have to adjust their defense and get back out there and stay close to those guys and not help as much, or you're going to get burnt by that help. So it's going to be a little different, but progress has been made. That's good to see at this time of the year with a struggling team. And and, uh, look, they've been working hard, and it paid off last night. I got a text last night after the game from Darrell Walker. Head coach of the Little Rock Trojans, former Razorback. He's like, What time's your uh, post game show come on? I said, Oh, coach, we'll be on here in about 30, 40 minutes after they finish up their post game show. And he's like, Well, I want to call in. I got something to say. <laughs> I was like, Well, gee, you betcha. You know, you call on in. We'd love to have you. And he, he was so complimentary of Coach Musselman and the job he was able to do. When you have a team that's struggling, a team with all the you know, the rumors and people saying this and that about the team and the guys and now it's a fractured team, chemistry problems, whatever you want to say that has been thrown out there. He said for, for a coach to do that at this time of the year, to get a team to play that hard, was impressive. And he said he had texted Coach Musselman that night and congratulated him on the win. And uh, he was very complimentary of what Arkansas, the heart of, that they showed last night
4: the desire and that's what it was it was uh, they they played a lot harder than Texas A&M out of bounds question the day five games left for Razorbacks basketball how many wins hmm. so the choices are 1 to 2 3 to 4 5 so right now 3 to 4 is yeah. leading the way with 46.7% 1 to 2 40% all 5 13.3%
3: i would go 3 to 4 Look, the home games that you have left, Arkansas is going to be favored to win all three on Bet Saracen. They'll be favored to beat Missouri Saturday morning. They'll be favored to beat Vanderbilt next week. And then when LSU comes to town, they'll be favored to beat LSU. So I think that those three, that's what, yeah, I think they go three and two. Can you go on the road and steal a game against Kentucky? I mean, or, that, that or, be, or Bama. Or Bama. Well, first things first. you know. But here's what, you know, I said this last night. This would make, create a little excitement. Take care of business and win the next two. Just do what you're supposed to do. And all of a sudden, you've got a three-game winning streak. How cool would it be to go to Kentucky and beat Kentucky at Rupp Arena? Look, the first time you played them here, it was a close game. You had a chance to win the game and turned it over. And Kentucky went on an 8-0 run with about two minutes to go in the game. Go there, and all of a sudden, you've won four in a row. You come back home, play LSU. What if you take care of business, and you got a five-game winning streak, and you go to play Alabama, last game of the season. Alabama trying to win an SEC title. At least that would create some excitement, and that's all I want now. I mean, this is a heck of a lot better than you know the talk we've had the last couple weeks, knowing this team's not very, wasn't playing very good, and it didn't, it looked bleak. You know, it's like. Can they finish above 500? Well, now they, because you got this road win, you have a chance to finish above 500. Well, now because of the schedule, you've got a chance to go on a little bit of a run here at the end of the season. So I'm just, you know, from from the story angle of it all, I'm rooting for them to go on a little bit of a run and make, at least make it interesting and to have some hope to go into either up or go into Alabama and have a chance to get a you know a surprising
4: road win. College basketball report posted uh, on social media. College basketball teams that brought in seven-plus transfers, and there are eight of those teams, and we got this from Easy. Arkansas, NC State, Arizona State, Memphis, UCF, West Virginia, Penn State, and St. John's. And we know what's, what's happened with St. John's and Rick Pitino calling the team out. So of those eight teams all brought in seven-plus transfers, none of them. Are in the NCAA tournament hmm. field. Yeah, Memphis looked really good for a while, and they have
3: hit the skids. So, uh, they've lost like what five out of six. They're struggling right now. Um, UCF seems like they had a big win earlier in the season, but I haven't heard much out of them. West Virginia, I thought they've had some nice wins in the Big Twelve, haven't they?
4: Not, not really sure not, what. Not West enough. Virginia not <laughs> is enough. Doing. But that's interesting, though, that yeah. those teams of the list and none of them are ncaa tournament teams at this point mm-hmm. and so it says something about how the transfer portal has changed with college basketball but also maybe the philosophy needs to change if you want to be relevant and get some some wins and be in position to get into the ncaa tournament let's go over to the
3: southern structural solutions text line j stew says it's a big deal being able to finish like that no doubt they uh they held off that A&M rally, won the game on the road like that, and then maybe just to finish the season off on a positive note. From the eight seven oh, Blocker is one of the few I would like back next season. Definitely, I, I want Blocker back. I want Jermon Mark back. Um, and There aren't many more that's even eligible to come back. I mean, we went down the list the other day, Bayfall, Pinion, and it seems like there was one other, Joe, was it like five guys that could come back that... Mark, Blocker, Bayfall, Pinion. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just four. I was thinking there were eight guys that were going to be leaving this team, and that left five guys
4: that would be eligible to return. There was another. There's somebody that I'm. Well, Devo could technically come back.
3: No, well, I didn't count him as one, and I did not count um, uh, Brazil as one, even though he's got eligibility. I'm looking down. Who played last night? I don't see anybody else. There's somebody I'm forgetting. Keon Minifield. Minifield. Thank you. Good job. Yeah, because like have... he he didn't he didn't play. So. Yeah, yeah. I would like to have Minifield back. I think. I mean, he's only a sophomore, and he he has shown flashes to where I think uh, he he can be a, a a good piece. I think on a better team, and once he learns to play a true point guard, a little bit more of a. Uh, Uh, Look, last year on a bad team, he got to do what basically he wanted to do and run around and make plays. They needed him to do that, and Arkansas doesn't necessarily need that. They need a uh, point guard. I think he can
4: learn that role and fit into that role. So I wouldn't give up on Minfield at all. He's a guy that came here with the intent on being here for a couple of years. Mm Uh, one more from
3: the 501. we got to get out of here. Oh, we got to get out of here. I'll read this one later. We're Coming up next, Brian Hodson, head coach of the uh, Arkansas State Red Wolves, is calling us. they got a big game Thursday night, home game that's televised, first televised game in Jonesboro since 1997. And the Red Wolves are playing good basketball right now. We'll hear from Coach Hodson next. Stick around. It's out of bounds. <laughs> Coach Matt Zimmerman joins Randy and Rick on Drive Time Sports each week to talk all things college hoops, courtesy of the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. This
0: is SportsCenter.
5: Arkansas basketball got their fourth win of conference play last night, beating Texas A&M 78-71 behind another big performance from Makai Mitchell, who had 22 points, 13 rebounds, and four blocks. After the game, Coach Eric Mussman talked about Mitchell's play as of late.
2: He's playing as well as any center in the SEC. He's been extremely focused. Uh, there's been no distractions with his uh, minutes out there. We're, we're really relying on him. He's coming off the bench tonight. He played 33 minutes off the bench. The Razorbacks' next game will be on Saturday when they host Missouri at 11 a.m.
5: Tonight, there are four games in the SEC. 13th-ranked Alabama will host 24th-ranked Florida at 6 on ESPN2. Vandy will host Georgia at 7.30 on the SEC Network. 17th-ranked Kentucky will take on LSU at 8 on ESPN. And Mississippi State will host Ole Miss at 8 on ESPN2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
1: It's the Hot Springs Boat Tackle and RV Show this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Hot Springs Convention Center. Over 100,000 square feet of boats and RVs on display and at discount show prices. A great selection of discount fishing tackle. Win a new 2024 Havoc BJ Duck Boat, courtesy of the Hot Springs Sentinel Record and Gregoire Marine. Unlimited free parking. Adults $10, kids 12 and under free. Don't miss the best boat and RV prices of the year at the Hot Springs Boat Tackle and RV Show. This weekend only at the Hot Springs Convention Center.
2: Roger Scott here. Let me remind you about my friends at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. They have some of the most aggressive auto loan rates for Buzz listeners in Celine Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Easy access to Alcoa's team of loan officers online. By phone or in person at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union's two locations in Benton and Sheridan. And apply online at alcoacommunityfcu.org.
5: After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning?
2: <laughs> with a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri.
1: See Shelter Agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth Hobbs in Bryant, or Nick Gennardi in Sherwood. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The needs of modern businesses are always changing, but corporate cards haven't evolved in decades. Until now, meet RAMP the all-in-one finance platform that combines corporate cards with spend management software. Ramp is the only card designed to actually help your business spend less, not more. With Ramp, you can set custom controls to stop out-of-policy spend before it even happens. And Ramp software even does expense reports for you. No more manual entries, no more chasing receipts. And with best-in-class accounting integrations, you'll close your books in days, not weeks. Ramp gives you better insights and a real-time view of all company spend so you can stay focused on the big picture and build a healthier business. Join over 15,000 businesses who have switched to Ramp and start saving an average of 5%. Modern finance runs on Ramp. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com/sports. That's r a m p.com/sports. Hi, I'm Jacob
5: Jones. From now until February 29th, Shop at Jones and Son during our 0% finance event. That's right. All purchases from now until the end of February are eligible for 18-month, 0% financing. From our very own Jones & Son Couture collection to Michael M., we have every shape and size of ring in store featuring Arkansas's largest designer engagement ring selection. Get a low monthly payment when you finance with special 18-month zero-interest financing at Jones & Son. Shop online at jonesandson.com. As MNB continues to grow, we want you to know the one thing that will never change is the way we do business. We still make the process of securing a loan simple and straightforward with a staff of experienced and professional loan officers. MNB has a variety of products and services to fit your individual requirements. Whether it's buying a new home, starting a new business, or expanding your business – our rates are extremely competitive. You keep moving forward. At MNB, we've got your back. Check us out at
0: mnbbank.com.
5: Member FDIC equal housing lender.
0: Check out Hog's Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hog's Meat Market, the steak people.
3: Welcome back to Out of Bounds. Westmore, Joe Franklin, glad you're with us. Let's talk about the A State Red Wolves. They're healthy, they're playing well, and they got a huge game tomorrow night, nationally televised. They're in Jonesboro. Joining us now, their head coach, Brian Hodson. Coach, welcome in to Out of Bounds. How are you?
6: I'm good, fellas. How are you?
3: Uh, fantastic man. I am excited for a big game tomorrow night and I know you guys are too. Let me start with Freddie Hicks and what he means to your team.
6: uh Freddie's having Freddie back is, is huge. obviously um, you know th- that showed this last weekend on this two game road swing. Uh, Freddie brings you know a versatility uh, that we just don't have when he's not available. six six, two fifteen. we can play him at the three through the five uh it's kind of a mismatch problem on offense he's kind of our uh middle of the zone i guess you could say zone buster and uh so we definitely missed him uh for majority of the sunbelt play but glad that we've got uh, a healthy freddie hicks back now
4: coach you have a three-game win streak all together and then back to back on the road so how's that been to get through these last three games and coming out on on the plus side
6: yeah, so it's been huge. I mean, we've five out of the last six with the with the loan loss coming to James Madison, um, and and uh, you know winning five out of the six down the stretch is 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 great. As a coach, you know you want your guys to be playing their best basketball uh, this time of year, uh, towards the end of February and into March. And I think we're doing that. I think we're getting healthy at the right time. I think uh, roles are becoming more identified at the right time. Uh, and we're getting production across the board. Uh, so just really excited about the direction uh, that we're headed.
4: Also, you're in the stretch of the schedule where you have Thursday-Saturday games. So what's that like where you have a quick turnaround in between games, but when you go from Saturday to Thursday, you have a long time in between? How do you navigate through that?
6: Well, the most interesting part is you know we, we played uh, Troy Thursday, and then we played South Alabama Saturday. Uh, and then this week, again, right after, we're playing Troy Thursday, South Alabama Saturday. <laughs> so it's very, very unique. Uh, it's it's the weirdest uh, conference schedule to me in all of college basketball. But, um, you know, to play a team like that back-to-back within, within a week. Um, so the prep is not as heavy uh, because you've already prepped and just played these teams a week ago. So more so adjustments and then trying to – a little bit play the guessing game you know what's what's Troy going to come in here and try to do on on Thursday that they didn't do uh last week and and uh so preparing for those scenarios and so that's something that we've spent a lot of time on the last several days
3: we're talking with Arkansas State men's basketball coach Brian Hodson coach what's it mean to to you the team the university to have a nationally televised game
6: I it's huge uh you know, more so for our players, um, you know, not necessarily me. I mean, I love it. It's great. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm beyond excited. Uh, but our guys deserve it. You know, I'm coming from Alabama. We played. We were number one in the country last year. We played. felt like every game was televised, um, you know, SEC Network or, or ESPN. And so uh, our guys deserve it. They put in the work. Um, they've got families. We, we recruit nationally, so there's families all over the country. That can now tune into these games uh, on their TV, as opposed to
1: um, you know
6: the ESPN app or their laptop. They can actually watch a nationally televised game, and uh, I think it's uh, great for the university, the exposure that the university will get, uh, and it's great for the Sun Belt. I've seen uh, there's a couple games uh, coming up. I think App State uh, was selected to play on ESPN two this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, and I think all that all that uh, publicity is great for our league and for these young men.
4: What can you tell us about Troy based on that first matchup?
6: They're physical. Uh, they're tough. Um, they've got shooting all over the floor. Uh, you know, they, they space you out with a uh, shooting, you know, shooting four-man. Uh, they can play a shooting five at times. Uh, they're the best rebounding team in the Sun Belt. You know, we, we think that we're pretty decent rebounding. We're top 40 in the country, offensive rebounding. They're top 20. Uh, I think a big reason why we won that game at their places, we out rebounded them, but they still ended up getting 38% of their own misses. I think we were closer to the 50% mark, and so that's something that we're going to emphasize here again at home. But I'm sure that they've been emphasizing all week. Uh, I, you know, listening to his press conference, uh, you know, post game, you know, he 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 felt like they um, they got punked a little bit, and so I can imagine that they're going to come in here and try to be the tougher team. Um, they're very well coached. They pick you up full court, pressure you. Uh, try to just kind of take you out of your rhythm and so a lot to prepare for there and commend commend our guys on on, on their prep last week and uh, now we've got to have the maturity uh, to do it on back-to-back weeks.
3: Caleb Fields leads the conference in assists and assists turnover ratio what has he meant to your team?
6: He's everything I mean Caleb's you know uh, I think he's the best point guard in the league when you leave the league in assist and assist to turnover ratio uh, and your team's in the top half of the league. I think you need to be in that conversation, and uh, he certainly is. And uh, I'm just fortunate to have him. He's our, our veteran leader, um, and, and we want to make sure that we honor him uh, here with his last two home games here at First National Bank Arena.
4: Also, another player I want to ask about, Coach, Taron Todd. He was your leading scorer in the last game. What does he bring to the table?
6: Uh, Taron's a dynamic scorer. I think he's been our leading scorer in the last two games. And I want to say over the last 10, he's averaging somewhere around 16 points per game. He's been on a little bit of a tear. Uh, Taryn's a three-level scorer. He's one of the few guys on our team that um, you know I really allow to take the nine at the rim twos because uh, he makes them at a decent clip. He's a dynamic rim finisher. Uh, and then lately, he's really been shooting the ball well from three. So he's, he's tough to guard. Uh, but as much as we talk about our off- his offense, he's also one of our best perimeter defenders has one of our best defensive leverages on the team. And so just really thrilled that, that he's with us and uh, the way he's played here down the stretch.
3: I saw Alabama's shot chart for the A&M game, and every shot taken was either a three or inside the paint. And they asked Nate Oates about it, and he's like, perfect. You, is that your philosophy too? You like that?
6: It is, it is. And um, even more so, so than in the paint, you really want them to be in the restricted. Um, You know, paint shots. You know, if you're taking a you know 12 footer inside the paint, it's not a great shot. You know, we want to take rim shots and threes, and that's the same thing Coach Oates wants to do. Um, And we we're we're doing that at a pretty good clip, which is uh, I think historically, um, you know, we use a a lot of college basketball coaches use a a website Ken Palm, uh, developed by Ken Palmer, that tracks analytics, efficiencies, and statistics on both sides of the ball. Uh, since Ken Palm was created in 1999, uh, we, we have the most efficient offense in the history of the Sun Belt. Uh, hmm. And a lot of that is based on our shot selection. So that's something that we want to keep, you know, trending in the right direction and continue to clean up. And um, You know, we, we, we give our guys freedom, but we teach them uh, the difference between a good shot and a bad shot. And we show them their, their shot. Uh, charts on a on a regular basis and show them how much more they're efficient uh, when they're at the rim and, and from three as opposed to taking you know long twos as we call
4: them. Speaking with Arkansas State men's basketball coach Brian Hodson here on Out of Bounds, Coach, what do you want to see in these remaining four games? The team continue to improve on
6: defensively. Uh, we've still we, there's a lot left to be desired there. We want to we want to get a lot better defensively. I, I'd like to start holding people into the. Uh, you know, into the low 70s, upper 60s. Um, you know, we, we've been kind of playing in some shootouts here lately, and we just need to get better on the defensive side of the ball, uh, individual defense and team defense. And um, so we, we've got an opportunity to do that on Thursday, Troy's, uh, you know, a top top five offense in the Sun Belt. Uh, and so we've got our work cut out for us, but we did a great job there last Thursday. Um, our offense has been phenomenal all year. Uh, again, we've been uh, ranked, you know, top 50 uh, top sixty offense in all of college basketball all year, number one Sun Belt uh, from from first game all the way till now. Uh, so if we can uh, get the defense trending in in that direction, uh, we've got a chance to make a real run here down the stretch.
3: Arkansas State State and Troy tomorrow night eight o'clock there in Jonesboro. What do you expect him crowd wise? What are you hoping for?
6: I want to pack this place. I've seen the pictures, I've seen videos uh, from you know from the the glory days here and. Uh, and you know when Coach Nutt had this thing rolling, yeah. and they, uh, Chico Fletcher and Freddie Hicks, and uh, you know you're seeing eight, nine thousand people here. Um, I, I think we can. I think we can do the same. And this community's been so supportive of us. Um, and you know I think the only hiccup in the whole deal is uh, a later tip time. And so I'm encouraging parents. Uh, you know allow your children to stay up a little late tomorrow. Um, you know and and get get them out here. We've got a special opportunity to show the world. Uh, what kind of atmosphere we have here at Arkansas State, um, and, and and I think that uh, I think that the community's on board, and I, I'm really excited. Uh, I think we're going to have a great turnout tomorrow. Yeah, and you're
3: pulling off all the stops for this game. You're flying in someone special to sing the national anthem. Yes,
6: yeah, my niece. Um, we're, we're undefeated uh, when she sings, and um, she she's done it at both the University of Buffalo and at uh, Alabama. Um, and you know she she's phenomenal. She uh, went to uh, college for music on a music scholarship. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see her. A uh, special opportunity for me just to spend some time with her, uh, but also have her sing the national anthem. And uh, so I'm, I'm bringing her in as the ringer.
3: Guaranteed win. There we go. Coach, thank you for your time. <laughs> Best of luck tomorrow night and the rest of the season.
6: You got it. Thanks for having me. You
3: bet. Brian Hudson joining us on Out of Bounds. Tomorrow night, ESPNU, if you can't make it. I know they'd love to see you up there in Jonesboro if you can make the trip up there. Like I said, they're playing well. Five out of six. They've won three straight. They're peaking at the right time. And as he said, they're getting healthy. And that makes a difference.
4: It's good to get a look at the two teams that they just played. Just played them on the road. Mm-hmm. Now they get them both at home. Makes it tough for a coach. You start second-guessing yourself.
3: You know, do I need to change things? Especially when you win. Now, the, the coach that loses, you got to change something, right? Because it didn't work. So you got to do something different this time around. So then now Coach Hod's sitting there. Well, what are they going to do? What you know? What kind of wrinkles are they going to show? How how do we you
4: know be prepared for that? The losing team has an advantage in a close game because they are going to do some things differently. And then the team that won, they're not really in that mindset of doing anything different. They want to do what works. So the losing team they they have a slight advantage going into the game and when the game starts. But then when you make those adjustments throughout the game. You get that same result you had the first time around, come away with another win.
3: It doesn't appear like Arkansas is going to be in the NCAA tournament, but how cool would it be if A-State or Little Rock or UAPB or UCA, one of them makes a run, wins their conference tournament, and gets in the NCAA tournament? It seems to work that way. You know the years when there was a, yeah, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of, of struggle, years. yeah, for Arkansas, and we got a Little Rock in there, and uh, I guess A State hadn't been there in a while, but UAPB made it one year, so it's, it always gives you a little. We need some kind of March Madness in the state, so it'd be nice if one of those four
4: can make a run. Oh, It'd be great. It'd be great with the way that they've been playing basketball here lately. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. That's the thing with them also that basically they're in those tournaments where you have to win oh, the yeah. com- or they're in their conferences where you have to win the conference tournament to get in yeah
3: but the good thing is Little Rock and a state they're playing their best ball right now so it gives you hope that they could win that conference tournament when we come back we can take some phone calls when we didn't heard from any of you about the game last night we can get back to Arkansas basketball 661 1037 question of the day How many are they going to win? How many more are they going to win here on out? Got five left. There are people that are being optimistic now. Three at home. Anybody anybody voting five and zero yet?
4: Yeah, yeah, there are plenty of people on there.
3: (laughs) I'm not there, but I am a lot more optimistic today than I was yesterday. Thirteen point three percent. Oh, okay. Hang in there. Maybe it'll happen. That would be fun. More out of bounds when we come back.
2: This is Pat Bradley for brewskis. Everybody thinks about brewskis for watching sports or having a great night out. But what about brewskis for lunch? Both locations open at 11 a.m. seven days a week with all your pub grub favorites, friendly service kitchen all-stars are ready to serve you. Or, if you're not in a hurry, have a couple cold ones. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. too. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night now with two locations, downtown Little Rock and the brand new location in Lakewood Village, North Little Rock.
5: Hi,
4: I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafield, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for?
6: Call us today
4: at 844-676-2247 or go to our website
1: at lionsdrug.com.
5: Connor has cash. Once again, Connor has cash at the Pickles Gap Weapon Shack in Conway. Connor will buy your used weapon or he will buy your Entire collection. Once again, Connor has cash and he wants to buy your used weapons at the Pickles Gap Weapon Shack Highway 65 North in Conway.
1: Hey, I have a secret. Uh-huh. I use secret whole body deodorant because more than just my armpits stink. Uh-huh. Can I use it where my bra rubs under my... Oh, <laughs> yeah. And what about down there? You know, my... Totally. Four out of five gynecologists would recommend it. So I tried it and now I get 72 hours of
0: freshness.
1: From my pits to my... P- Ooh, I love that it's a spray. Me too. And it comes in sticks and creams too. Go get your secret whole body deodorant. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money. So we bundled them together. The final horse now in the gate. And they're off. They're starting off with a double turlude jump. Leaving a difficult 7-10 split. As
2: this movement on the inside rail. Only nine pins separate them now as they head to the final quarter mile. They're neck and
1: neck. It's down to the last frame. Here comes the axle
2: jump. They
1: bundled their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Win Strike Savings Gold. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states or situations.
4: Penny Con Burkhalter here reminding you that Quadney Buick GMC has the best team in town. And with the purchase
5: allowances, cash back, and low rates currently available, upgrading your trade at Quadney is a
0: slam dunk. Call 501-945-4444. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Buick GMC.com. GMC.
2: We are professional grade.
5: Quadney Buick GMC next to Sam's Club in North Little Rock. With sales, service, and collision, there's no need to drive past us.
4: At Lowe's, save big every day when you buy in bulk. Save 10% when you buy 68 or more select OSB sheathing. Plus, save an extra 5% every day on eligible purchases when you use your Lowe's business credit card. Visit us for the materials you need.
0: Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Discount taken at time of purchase. See sales associate for details. 5% offers subject to credit approval. Exclusions and terms apply.
4: See store slash credit for details. U.S. only.
1: Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Go to hymns.com slash joy. Through HIMSS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to hymnscom joy. That's H-I-M-S dot J-O-Y. UAMS Health
5: Orthopedics and Sports Medicine presents Hannah Gamble each week when she joins the guys on Morning Mayhem. UAMS Health, the official orthopedics and sports medicine provider for the Arkansas Razorbacks.
2: Same
0: great deals, all new location for Hog's Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hog's Meat Market, the steak people.
3: need a new set of tires but you've been waiting for that tax refund check to get back to you don't wait you can go to big O tires they're ready to work with you now they understand when you need tires you need tires you can't wait until sometime in march when that check comes they've got all kinds of financing options available plus they realize not everybody has perfect credit so give them a try at Big O Tires. Cabot and Conway, great selection of tires, all the name brand tires, plus they have the Big O Tire, and they do more than just tires. They'll work on your car, so if you need a little maintenance done, swing on by. Big O Tires in Conway, they're on Hark Rider and Cabot is Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. Go see our friends at Big O Tires, the team we trust. Westmore, more Joe Franklin with you on this wonderful Wednesday. Love it. It's a Wednesday already. Feels like a Tuesday to me, but it is Wednesday. And we're coming off a Razorback victory against Texas A&M. Got some feedback on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. You can also give us a call at 661-1037. You can text us there, too. J.K. in Fairfield Bay says, I definitely want Coach Moss back. Yes, I think we all want Coach Moss back. Hypothetically speaking, uh-oh, here we go, Joe. Hypothetically, from the eight seven zero, if Arkansas goes four and one the rest of the way, and then wins three in the SEC tournament or four, <laughs> do they get into the NCAA tournament with twenty or twenty one wins?
4: Well, if they win four, that means they probably
3: win, win the tournament, yeah. right? So, yeah, uh, yeah, that would. Um, if they went four and one and made it to the finals, and four and one means most likely the three home wins and a win over Alabama or Kentucky. And then you go and win 3 in the SEC tournament. You know, the thing about the SEC tournament, you're going to have a chance to improve your net ranking tremendously because just about everybody you play, especially if Arkansas can get out of that dreaded, you know, first four matchup with the worst four teams play on that first night, if they can win win some of these games and move ahead of either uh see, they need to move ahead of Georgia and LSU so that that, then Missouri, Vanderbilt, Georgia, LSU would be the worst four. Then your first-round game
4: would be against a quality opponent, so three wins? They'd be talked about. So it sounds exactly what A&M did last season at the end of the season. They were talked about. They were a bubble team, but they came up short. They didn't get in.
3: Yeah. If look, if you win three, might as well win that fourth and win the championship game and take it out of the the committee's hands and just get the automatic qualifier. Great interview, Wes. Thank you. Yeah, Coach Hodson was awesome. Uh, really enjoyed him and um, I appreciate him giving us a little bit of time the day before a uh, big game. Tony in Texas says Arkansas wins the last five. They go five hundred in conference, ninety nine, and makes the tournament. I'm calling it right now. It's Tony Hog, Hog Tony Hog fan in Texas. Now that's a different scenario. You went out that's a- cool, huge wins at Alabama at Kentucky. Those are great net ranking wins you know i I'm not a net scientist uh mathematician so i don't, i couldn't I don't know what their net ranking would go up to, but it would jump tremendously. That would mean you you would not play in the you know final that first four what do they call that that dreaded four whatever that uh, the worst four that first night and SEC term. there's a term for it, uh yeah, <laughs> I mean
4: they're, they're just the bottom four teams.
3: <laughs> uh, there's some term I can't think of it right now. That would get you out of that, and you would still you would still. Nine and nine, though, in the SEC before the season started, I, I said nine and nine will get you. In. Heck, eight and ten got them in
4: last year. That's not going to be good enough this year, though, because of that net ranking. You think? Yeah, eight and ten below five hundred, it wouldn't be good enough. But
3: here is the deal: right now, A and M is still on the bubble. I saw Lenardi's uh, new rankings this morning. You got two wins over A and M. You finished nine and nine. You would have to win some in the tournament. You'd probably have to get another quality win or two.
4: Let's let's let them get through this home stretch. (laughs) See what they do on the road against Kentucky. Kentucky. And then maybe we can talk a little bit. Start entertaining the thought. Yeah. yeah. Right now it's too early for that.
3: Yeah, right now they they
4: got to beat Missouri.
3: (laughs) We've been down this road too many times where you're like, I think they may have turned the corner. And then they come out and lay an egg. But for the first time this year, they do have a winning streak in the SEC. So that's a start if they can beat Missouri. First time. They haven't won back-to-back games yet. So that needs to be the first thing. Beat Missouri and have a winning streak. And then beat Vanderbilt and be on a little bit of a roll. Go to Kentucky. <laughs> and then I think Joe's right. Then if you go on the road after winning three in a row, beat Kentucky, make it four in a row, we can we can start talking yeah,
4: about it. Yeah, four in a row definitely starts the conversation. Yeah. Especially because you do have – LSU at home a and win, then. yeah, yeah. You would have to win on the road for it to be mm-hmm. four game win streak. Yeah, that that would be uh,
3: quality wins. All of a sudden against A and M and Kentucky on the road, we we'll start talking about it more then and uh, address the possibility because. I've right, seen it happen already. They, well but they right, can turn around and lose
4: to Missouri Saturday and we're back in here Monday going, yep, no, they, they didn't turn the right court. now with our question of the day. We're talking about how many more wins. Mm-hmm. So leading the way now is one to two with forty four percent. Three to four, forty three percent, so it's close, and then five is at twelve point eight percent. Yeah. But let's, let's focus on that first of all. We're talking about how many more can they win. Now if they get the ball rolling, then it's time to take that next step and start talking about possibilities. You know, and, and to take the other side of the coin, those voting one or two,
0: look,
3: LSU's already beaten them. I, I know it was down in Baton Rouge, but I could see you beat, surely they can beat Vanderbilt and Missouri at home, right? But then I can see LSU coming in here. Vandy's playing better. Missouri's playing better. Exactly. I mean, they were with tennessee last night for a half i mean so was arkansas for a half but missouri has played better the last two games they were trash for a while
4: i mean trash at least now they're just bad but these are games that definitely on the outside you expect arkansas to come away with wins. better win these coming up next pat bradley will join us we'll talk some sec
3: basketball with him get his thoughts on the win last night also, coming up, Bill Ingram. He'll be in the studio hanging out with us. Hour two's next.
4: 1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, Blackman Auctions, Bell Chevrolet, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery.
5: Hey, Razorback fans, it's Queen Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell and Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from
4: Johnny O. and Peter Millar.